48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The top stories. Police have made the largest seizure of ketamine on record. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has called a child abuse case believed to have involved 18 children very serious. And several airlines are banned from landing in Hong Kong for two weeks over positive COVID cases on their flights. Police say they've arrested four people and seized 1.26 tons of suspected ketamine during an anti-drug trafficking operation in Leiumun yesterday. The largest seizure of the drug on record. Officers say the drugs had a street value of $840 million. The force says officers intercepted several dozen bags of the suspected drug after criminals began transferring them from a speedboat to nearby trucks. Four men aged between 32 and 47 were arrested, with two of them charged with trafficking dangerous drugs. But the speedboat fled. Here's Chief Inspector Ip Salan from the Narcotics Bureau. The syndicate members are mostly very familiar with the operation of the sea transports in Hong Kong, and they have used a number of members to act as lookout and in order to ensure a smooth handover of drugs with the members on the land. And regarding the members on the land, police found that they had to use rental vehicles for their drug plot to minimize the risk of being arrested. Just like in this case, the two involved vehicles are both rental vehicles. But um, I would like to emphasize that the criminal will be brought to justice, no matter how hard they are trying to conceal their identities. The chief executive has called the suspected child abuse case uncovered at a foster home outrageous and has asked her welfare chief to investigate the case to see if negligence was involved on the part of the organization running the children's residential home, the Society for the Protection of Children. The facility takes care of babies and toddlers. Writing on her Facebook page, the CE said that according to the police investigation, 18 children were believed to have been abused and described the case as very serious. The police arrested three women, two of them charged with willfully assaulting children under care in connection with the case. Health authorities have banned Cathay Pacific, Korea Air and Emirates from operating flights to Hong Kong from London, Seoul, Bangkok and Dubai for 14 days after a number of passengers they carried tested positive for COVID-19 on arrival. This comes as Hong Kong recorded 25 new imported COVID cases. Jimmy Choi reports. Health officials say the latest imported cases involve 40 men and 11 women aged between 21 and 80. They travelled to Hong Kong from 11 countries, including the United States, the United Kingdom, Kazakhstan and South Africa. Officials said compulsory testing orders will be served at the homes of and places visited by four of the patients because they were in Hong Kong during the incubation period. They involve two karate athletes who live in Ho Pu Chun and Kam Tin and the Hong Kong Sports Institute, while the other two, a flight attendant and a 79-year-old woman, live in Tai Mei Tuk Village in Tai Po and Wing Fai Center in Fan Ling. City University's Student Union says it will take away a statue commemorating June the 4th displayed on campus at the request of the university. Todd Harding has more. Acting Union Chairman Mark Tear said the school had earlier requested that it remove the Goddess of Democracy, saying the permit to display the statue had expired. He also said legal advice given to the school suggested displaying the artwork may violate the national security law, which is not in line with the overall interests of the university. Mr Tear said therefore the student union would remove the statue for preservation, but they don't know where to keep it yet. The university's move comes after three local universities took down artwork commemorating June the 4th on their campuses on Thursday and yesterday. 
RTHK has reached out to the university for comment. To the weather forecast, it will be mainly cloudy with a few rain patches in the morning and again at night, becoming appreciably colder tomorrow, with temperatures in urban areas falling progressively from about 17 degrees to a minimum of about 12 degrees tomorrow night and a few degrees even lower in the new territories. Moderate to fresh northeasterly winds, occasionally strong offshore and on high ground, becoming northerlies tomorrow. The outlook calls for cold weather with occasional rain on Monday, and temperatures will fall to about 9 degrees, remaining cold on Tuesday morning. The weather will improve, and temperatures will rise midweek next week. But it will still be cool in the mornings and at night. Taking a look at the current temperature... We've got 19 degrees Celsius, and the relative humidity is standing at 75%. You've been listening to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. The world's most powerful telescope has lifted off into space on a European Ariane rocket from French Guiana. And we have engine start and liftoff. Décollage, liftoff from a tropical rainforest to the edge of time itself. James Webb begins a voyage back to the birth of the universe. With its huge gold-plated mirror, the James Webb Space Telescope is a hundred times more powerful than its predecessor, Hubble. It aims to see deeper into space than ever before to picture the very first stars. Here's the BBC's science correspondent, Jonathan Amos. This is going to a location that we call the, the Lagrange Point 2, which is quite a nifty place to put telescopes. It's a gravitational sweet spot between the sun, the earth, and the moon. And you can keep a telescope there, keep it very stable. You don't have to use much fuel to keep it in that spot. But critically also, you don't experience moments of eclipse. And if you're going to look at the stars, the very first stars to shine in the universe, you want a very stable platform. The light from those stars will be trickling in, a few particles of light every time. This telescope will stare at a single spot on the sky for weeks. The Greek Coast Guard Service says at least 16 bodies have been found following the sinking of a migrant boat in the Aegean Sea yesterday. The BBC's Brenda Marshall has more details. The search began after the bodies of 11 migrants were recovered from another shipwreck off the remote island of Antikythera. That discovery followed the deaths of at least three people when a migrant dinghy, thought to be carrying up to 50 people, sank off the island of Folagandros. The flow of migrants and refugees across the Aegean to Greece peaked five years ago, but the traffic continues. The Greek shipping minister, Yanis Plakiotakis, blamed trafficking gangs for the disasters. In a statement, he accused the gangs of being indifferent to human life. A Christmas service has been held in a renovated church in Indian-administered Kashmir for the first time in 30 years. Here's the BBC's Ambarasan Atherajan. The 125-year-old church was shut down three decades ago as the separatist insurgency took off in Indian Kashmir. The small Christian community in Srinagar has been demanding for years that it be reopened. But renovation work on the Gothic church began only last year. Its bells rang out for the first time in 30 years when it was reopened to the public a few days ago. Pictures on social media showed local Kashmiri Muslims offering kawa, Kashmir's traditional green tea to those who turned up on Christmas Day. A local priest said that for the small Christian community in the Muslim-majority region, it was a dream come true. 
Queen Elizabeth, her televised Christmas Day message later today is expected to be a very personal one. The traditional broadcast by the world's longest reigning current monarch is the first since her husband, Prince Philip, died earlier this year, two months before his 100th birthday. The BBC's Charlotte Gallagher reports from outside Windsor Castle. There's no question that the Queen did want to have this big Christmas at Sandringham, but the decision was made last week to cancel it because of the spread of Omicron, so she's spending it here instead. There will be members of her family joining her this year, Prince Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall, Camilla, Prince Edward and his wife Sophie, and the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester. Last year, of course, it was just her and Prince Philip isolating alone at Windsor Castle. This year, of course, her first without Prince Philip, so she did want to have all her family around. In sport, the Los Angeles Lakers will play host to the Brooklyn Nets, who have a league-high 10 players in COVID protocols and have had their last three games postponed. Lakers forward LeBron James is set to make more history as he enters the match just 12 points behind Kobe Bryant on the NBA's all-time Christmas scoring list. James said COVID protocols have affected many teams. Well, it's a game that both teams um, want to win. You know, no matter no matter the circumstances, um, is it going to be one of the um, premier games that I'm accustomed to playing with on Christmas? No, just so many guys are out. Uh, you know, this whole protocol thing is uh, you know gotten the, gotten the worst of a lot of teams in our league right now, so it won't be as uh, as star set as I've been. The Golden State Warriors will travel to Phoenix to take on the Suns, and the Milwaukee Bucks will play the Boston Celtics. To end the news, our top stories once again. Police have made a record seizure of ketamine. Chief Executive Carrie Lam called the child abuse case involving 18 children very serious. And several airlines are banned from landing in Hong Kong for two weeks over positive COVID cases. That's the news from RTHK.
Who's on?